The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Week and he'll be well rested, I am sure, with many, many, many things to discuss with you. So we look forward to, to that particular day being upon us, and it will be soon. But in the meantime, you're going to have to put up with me, and that's too bad. That's just the way it is. As my father used to say, that's life in the big city filled with disappointments. Johnny Lucas, are you uh, ready for the fake news game? I believe I am. Oh, thank goodness. Do you have that terrific open by Kyle Mack? Yes, I do. Oh, good. (laughs) And I do love that open. It's just so nice. Thank you, Kyle, as always, for helping. What we have here today, in case you've never heard this before, and if you haven't, you're in for a real treat because it's amazing. If I do say so myself, and if my grandfather was still here, he would say, do not break your arm patting yourself on the back. Okay, I won't, but I think this is a good segment until proven otherwise, until Nancy says knock it off, and then, of course, we'll stop. She doesn't like all my ideas, you know. Some of them, I had an idea, and uh, I had lunch with someone that I know, and I, I told them what the idea was, and the look on their face made me think, that is not a good idea. But it made me think, well, maybe it's a good idea. But then I didn't do anything about it. But uh, that's always subject to change. All right. So we have the four stories here. And uh, Johnny Lucas determines which one is fake. Three are real. One is fake. Are you ready? I am ready. Yes. Did you read the entire internet this morning? Uh, No. Good. That was probably for the best. And I know you've been uh, busy in there. And, and kudos to you for handling your new environment. Oh, thank you. I, it's yeah. like when you when you move and you don't know where anything is. That's right. Yeah. But you're doing great. And thanks for putting up with me, too. Oh, you've been uh, nothing but a pleasure, Jenny oh. Lucas, actually. You, you do a great job. And uh, you are willing to do this segment. So that alone is a testament to your fortitude. All right. Here they come. Okay. This is number one. Neighborhood blackout caused by someone stapling poster to pole. Mm, Is this why they tell you not to do this? A blackout in Queensland, Australia has sparked controversy and a warning for people to be safer around power poles after an incident that could have turned fatal. For one unknowing individual, nearly 1,000 customers experienced an unexpected blackout in the Holland Park East area of uh, Brisbane after an 11,000-volt cable attached to a power pole sustained some damage. Crews responding to the scene to fix the outage found a scorched advertising sign on the pole, and it said, I will buy your house! No, I don't know what it said, but that's what most of them say. And uh, by the way, do not know. As a real estate professional, I must advise you no when you see that on a pole. And a staple gun nearby at the scene, leading them to believe the damage came from someone attempting to put up the sign. It's funny they didn't find a guy with his hair standing straight up in a scorched face. Johnny Lucas, has this taught you anything about not stapling things to power poles? I, I would never do it. Never? Never. That's good. Well, don't, because you know you'll just make people mad. All right. Story number two. Joe Biden's no comment comment is praised as the most rational, coherent statement he's made as president. This is something we talked about earlier this week. Joe Biden responded no comment to a reporter's question about the destructive, deadly Maui fires as he was leaving his uh, much-needed vacation in Delaware over the weekend. While many condemned the non-response as insensitive and callous, 
A rising chorus of voices is praising the president's non-comment comment as the smartest, most coherent thing he said during his presidency. Short, simple, and to the point, and we know exactly what he's talking about, said one Fox News reporter. That's more than we can say for his other statements. Johnny Lucas, could that news story be true? Oh, that could be. Okay, we'll find out. Here's more. But don't make up your mind yet because there's two more. Okay. This is odd. Man thinks someone is outside his home only to find a wasp has rung his doorbell. Johnny Lucas, those wasps are such punks, aren't they? Yes, they are. They're out there. They're punking you. They're ringing your doorbell. They're running away. Next thing you know, they'll be calling on the phone, asking you if you have Prince Albert in the can. You know, they're just punks. But could this be true? A man in Dallas, Texas, was left baffled when a naughty wasp rang his doorbell. The insect bopped the doorbell, interrupting uh, the day off of firefighter Alex Gomez. The man was left stunned when he thought somebody was outside his home, only to find that the wasp had rung his doorbell. He was relaxing at home when the bizarre incident happened. Uh, a notification appeared on his phone, but he didn't see anybody standing there. And then uh, he unlocked the phone to find out what caused the alert. The wasp landed right on the doorbell and rang it. Such a punk. He didn't know the guy had the day off, apparently. So could that be true? That could possibly be be true. Yeah. And this one I put in in honor of the the kickoff of today's Pittston Tomato Festival. Okay. As many of you know, Pittston is the quality tomato capital of the planet, meaning that the soil conditions in Pittston and the surrounding area make it conducive to growing some of the best tomatoes you can have anywhere. And as we know, a lot of the tomato festival is based upon Italian heritage because a lot of people who settled Pittston were Italian. That's the backstory. But here we go with this part, and this is in honor of the Pittston Tomato Festival. A woman says she fractured her ankle when she slipped on a piece of prosciutto. Now she's suing. Johnny Lucas, do you know what prosciutto is? Uh, yes. Okay, so it's a, a very, very, very spicy, or, or not spicy, salty uh, Italian yeah. Italian uh, specialty ham, right? Yes. Did you ever eat it? Uh, I don't believe so. Did we ever make you eat a prosciutto sandwich? Oh, maybe your <laughs> day will be coming. I don't know, but uh, perhaps. We will, and then you'll see if you enjoy it. But there's different grades of prosciutto. It's uh-huh. very, very interesting if you love Italian cuisine. A woman who fractured her left ankle during a trip with her husband to an Italian food porium in Boston is blaming her injury on a piece of ham. Alice Cohen was headed to an area where food samples are distributed last October when she slipped on a piece of prosciutto and fell. She sustained uh, bodily injuries, a loss of enjoyment of life, pain and suffering, and she had uh, medical expenses. Well, if she slipped on a piece of Lonza, she would have broken her leg. Am I right? And that, that's true. True. So she, if this is true. So she's going to court. Uh, she said that uh, she has incurred medical bills of more than $7,000, and uh, she and her husband are seeking a jury trial 
uh, looking for $50,000 in damages. That's a lot of damages. But uh, I, I think anybody that has been around prosciutto knows it could be slippery. All right, here they are again in a recap. We have uh, the electrical outage blamed by some guy stapling something on the pole. And we have uh, news people saying that uh, they actually knew what Joe Biden was talking about, uh, calling his no comment uh, rational and coherent. We have uh, the man who thought there was somebody at his door, but it was just a wasp ringing the doorbell. And we have the lady who slipped on a piece of prosciutto and she's suing for almost $60,000, Johnny Lucas. Which one of these is the fake news story? I am going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, first one. The poll. Yeah, the the, the poll. Are you sure? <sighs> I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, but I'm leaning towards that one. All right. Well, if you do, you would be wrong because it's the one about Joe Biden's no comment praised as rational. Oh, really? Did that seem believable to you? That seemed believable. That seemed, and I think (laughs) with the uh, with the uh, the stapling uh, on the on the pole, uh, did you say there was like there was nobody or nobody? Reported got injured or something yeah like nobody that. got injured but That's it knocked why. out the electricity oh. and they they found the the staple gun by the scene and see that's why like you know because of it I was thinking you know shouldn't there be somebody at least you know knocked yeah, out unconscious I, I, yeah there, there and, should be yeah. that like, just a little pile of ashes in a shirt there right <laughs> because that should be what happens when you engage in such terrible behavior shame on you there's yeah. a a guy by where I live and I guess he's a scrap man and in this in in this economy that a lot of occupations are making a comeback and he's got <sighs> every poll has scrap man on it and it's funny and um, sad at the same time but I'm thinking boy why isn't he in a little pile of ashes by now he just seems to be industrious but they always tell you not to staple things on poles right yes. because it's it's bad and you could get hurt well Johnny Lucas I regret to inform you that tomorrow we're going to do this all over again and, and, and am I all for three this week you are yeah mm. Well, I think the like the Phillies have started off a bit worse than that. Well, a lot of people go through a bad streak and yes. then they pull it together and everything is better. So tomorrow I will try once again to put something in there that you say, Abs- this is absolutely false. But so far I haven't been able to do that for you and I feel kind of bad. Uh, this is not for anything but entertainment. So there's there's no loss of life and nobody gets sick when we play it except maybe to their stomach. So it's good all the way around. All right. It's 1019 here at WILK. Johnny Lucas, I always appreciate the fact that you're such a good sport. That's the one thing that I could say about you and Jake is that you do these things out of the goodness of your heart and it's super great. But I will reward you. When you visit the Pittston Tomato Festival. All right, it's 1019 at WILK. We'll be back in right now. So I thought it would be apropos to play songs that actually were performed at Woodstock today. I know, brilliant, right? Back to Do Not Break Your Arm, patting yourself on the back. Okay, so note it. 1023 at WILK. I am going to uh, tell you about the 20 signs that a harsh winter may be ahead. 
sometime in this hour because some of them are making me laugh hysterically and cry because I would say that there is almost no one who lives here that hates winter more than me. I hate it. Why do I live here? I don't know. Winter is seven months out of the 12, and it's disgusting, and here it comes. But these are some sort of folksy signs, and I'll tell you what they are. And and maybe you actually have heard them before. Some of these I have not. Some of them I have. Uh, And some of them um, make sense. And some of them are just comical. But if you've seen it, you think, oh, yeah, I better go get a big old coat because it's going to be very, very bad. I wanted to talk about a couple of things that are going on where people have been, uh, once again, deplatformed. And it's wrong. I mean, I guess as a, a vendor, you really can. You can ban people, but if, if you do it without any kind of real reason, it, it just seems puzzling. And if you do it where you've hosted, say, somebody on your platform for a long time with with no incident, and they really haven't changed their behavior that much, but all of a sudden you're like, nope, can't do it. So Scott Adams, who is often um, critical of things going on within the government and uh, is is known as a, a cartoonist, has apparently written a book called uh, Reframe Your Brain, The User Interface for Happiness and Success, which doesn't really sound comical. It sounds kind of serious, and it sounds like he does have something to say. But uh, Scott Adams has been told by Amazon that he is banned from their platform for life. So the launch of his book, Reframe Your Brain, might be delayed. They stated the reason is that he doesn't own the content, although they have uh, documents proving that he does. <laughs> oh, what what's proof anymore? I don't have to look at that. And uh, he cannot get through to uh, an individual or a human being there. He seems to think that all the responses he is receiving about why he is is not allowed to put his book on Amazon are some kind of artificial intelligence. And then uh, Glenn Beck, who is a radio talk show host, has uh, been banned from Apple uh, they've taken down his podcast and they've said uh, they found an issue with it, which uh, must be resolved before it's available on Amazon podcast. Uh, this this does kind of show the uh, the power that some of these big entities do wield. And should you cross them, you're done. We're also seeing it. And I think this is also very disturbing. We are seeing people who are being told they can't bank at certain banks because of their beliefs, uh, that's really terrible. Obviously, you can go to another bank and and someone will take your money. Uh, However, to lose the ability to use a bank that may be used for a long time because uh, your views uh, run counter to what somebody there believes is uh, really something. Uh, Some of the the people have been... um, demonetized with with certain things that they've put up. I guess people make money on on YouTube and Apple and whatnot when they put up their uh, podcasts and they've they're they're finding themselves 
uh, being demonetized, which is also concerning. So the, the day could come when huge entities could make you a literal nobody. This is uh, Jim from Mountaintop. What's up, Jim? So I got a coincidence I want to tell you about. Sure. All right. I spoke to you maybe a week ago when you were filling in for somebody else, and we talked about your old producer, Kyle. I had a problem with my Internet, so okay. I called the uh, cable company. They came out and fixed it, and I got a follow-up call to see how the job was done. And who is it on the line? Kyle Mack. No way! Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I believe I it. Him, I believe it. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said to him, I said, you know, you sound like somebody who used to be on the radio. And then he finally, after a couple of minutes, he, he uh, fessed up and said that was him. <laughs> and uh, he spoke very highly of you. And it just, it was just something that I don't believe in coincidences, but this was a coincidence. Yeah. Well, I, I saw him a couple of months ago somewhere and it was just like old times. It was a random, random get together in a parking lot. And we were just laughing and having a good time and talking about stuff in the news. And it was fun. I got that same impression. He's an he's a, a, a affable person, and, you know, the two of you made a great team, and I really enjoyed when you were on the radio. As a matter of fact, I said to him, I hope you and Sue can do a, you know, another program together, and he said that he would look forward to doing that. So yeah, well, just we'll got to wait, well, he's wait for the stars to align. Yeah, well, uh, both of us have to work less at what we really do, I guess, than we could do that. Jim, thank you for being kind. All right, it's 1030 here at WILK. We're going to take the break. You'll hear the weather forecast. It's not too bad. That's a good change of pace. It's not going to be torrentially raining for the next couple of days, so I'm always a fan of that. In fact, the weekend looks pretty good, and we'll have uh, more music from... Woodstock. These are songs that were actually performed at Woodstock. These are the actual clips of the songs being performed. And uh, the next band up, uh, they are absolutely dynamite. Uh, You'll hear them a a little bit later in uh, the next hour. And, of course, I'll tell you about uh, one man's opinion of how you can look around. It's very folksy, kind of like farmer's almanac sort of stuff, to know whether or not there will be a bad winter. It's 1030 here at WILK. I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Cadaro here at WILK. And speaking of weather, the Farmer's Almanac comes out every single year, and they have all kinds of folksy things in there about home remedies and little recipes you can make and big maps about what they foresee for the weather coming in regions of the country this winter. And um, some people, <coughs> Joe Snedeker, roundly poo-poo their stuff. And I say that's not nice. And I say here is something that apparently is in the Farmer's Almanac. This is 20 Signs of a Hard Winter Ahead. And it was uh, written by Dick Goddard, who was a weatherman in Cleveland, certainly somebody who may know a thing or two about weather. However, was he just a weatherman? He wasn't a a super-duper meteorologist on stare. No, just a guy who did the weather back in the day when television was just a baby. You'd have people on television who were just weather people. That's all they were. They didn't go to school for 90 years. They didn't talk about all this uh, crazy stuff that uh, TV meteorologists talk about now. They were just simply people who put weather forecasts together. 
And of course, they had to be stopped because they were too folksy. But here they are. These are the things that uh, he said are signs that there will be a hard winter ahead. Maybe you have some of your own. Um, uh, Number one, thicker than normal onions or corn husks. This is farmer stuff. Or maybe you have a garden and you can see that yourself. Uh, Number two, woodpeckers sharing a tree. I thought they were just friendly. No, they're cold. Uh, The early arrival of the snowy owl, the early departure of geese and ducks. That one, I think, we do we watch this? I do. I'm not sure when they should be leaving, but sometimes I think that you see them flying in the formations in the sky and you think to yourself, what's going on here? Are they practicing to go already? The early migration of a monarch butterfly. So I saw one out in my yard the other day. I know they're still here, thankfully. Thick hair on the nape of a cow's neck. That's how you know you're in trouble. Heavy and numerous fogs during August. So this is something we could be observing right now if we were following along with uh, what Dick Goddard said about uh, signs of a harsh winter. Raccoons with thick tails and bright bands. So the next time you see one on the side of the road, get out and take a look. See if it has a thick tail or a bright band. This is interesting, and I don't know if anybody has ever experienced this. Mice chewing furiously to get into your home. I guess people who store their vehicles in their garage sometimes find that uh, they they have a a bevy of mice living out there because they chew their wires and stuff. So if they are chewing to get into your house, you know you're doomed. Uh, The early arrival of crickets on the hearth. How folksy. Spiders spinning larger than usual webs and entering the house in great numbers. Now, someone's great number for spiders might be two, but I guess if you have more than than usual, they're trying to get into your house. This is my favorite one. Pigs gathering sticks. I think that was a portrait by Thomas Gainsborough, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. Ants marching in a line rather than meandering, so pay attention to that. Early seclusion of bees within the hive, an unusual abundance of acorns. I love this stuff. Don't show me your silly maps and your jet streams. Give me this. Muskrats burrowing holes high on the riverbank. And and this one's in quotes. See how high the hornets nest. Twill tell how high the snow will rest. (gasps) What if it's 10 feet high? Well... You're in for it. This one people always talked about ever since I was a kid. The size of the orange band on the woolly caterpillar. And sometimes you see those out in the yard. Squirrels gathering nuts early to fortify against a hard winter. And then this one. Stick this in your pipe and smoke it, meteorologists. Frequent halos or rings around the sun or moon forecasts a lot of snowfalls. So we're going to be on the lookout for this stuff. And if you see it near your house, write down the day that you saw it. If you see the the geese in the sky practicing those formations that sometimes you see, write it down. If you see the, you know, on television that the monarch butterflies are, are leaving for um, their winter home, then write it down. Someone was critical of my suggestion that winter is seven months long. Listen, 
I've lived here all my life and I know how long it is. It is lengthy. I'd have to say that it, it starts in October and it ends in May. And I don't even know if that's seven months, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. May. Oh, that would be eight months. Maybe it's eight months long, but it's definitely lengthy. It's a 1039 here at WILK. Do you have signs of your own that uh, winter will be harsh? Do you know things that other people don't? A lot of you get dull creaky if there's going to be a snowstorm and you feel it in your joints. Uh, how do you know? I just hope it's not, but uh, somehow we're going to get whacked one of these years. It's just bound to happen. Now, uh, 1040 here at WILK. I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Cadaro on WILK. From that, it's in one of the scenes in the film, if you've ever seen it on television late at night or, or elsewhere. Anyway, right now, the time frame that we're in this week is the time frame that Woodstock was held in 1969. So I thought I'd play a couple songs from it today. So there you have it. It's uh, 1044 at WILK. Somebody said uh, if you uh, a sign of a hard winter is when you let your 100-pound lab into the yard and all you see is his tail wagging above the snow on the ground. Ooh, you're going to need a bigger dog. Well, this one's more of a metaphorical thing. If a sign, warning sign of a harsh winter, if Joe Biden gets elected, we're doomed. Mm, he's already been elected. Oh, you mean again? Yeah. Somebody said it's, uh, it may feel like seven months, but it's actually only five. And then somebody said that I'm wrong to say it's seven. Oh, no, I live here. I know how long it is. It's long. It lasts a good long time. <laughs> no matter what this winter brings, it will be attributed to climate change. And Joe Biden will need another $100 billion in the green kitty to save the world. Of course, China, this is a text, this is not me, will be building uh, 100 more coal plants and counting the money we send them to buy more minerals and solar panels. You're not wrong. Not wrong at all. <laughs> and I have to laugh because uh, you could laugh or cry. It's your choice. Uh, somebody said that they do like the painting Pigs Picking Up Sticks by Thomas Gainsborough. I think I've seen it. No, you didn't because I made it up. This used to be the kind of thing that maybe your teachers would do to you in school. Um, did you read those pages of the art history book I told you to read? Oh, yes, yes. On page 300, did you read about uh, Pigs Picking Up Sticks by Thomas Gainsborough? Yes, I did. I know it was a very influential. No, it's not even in there. That's just the kind of thing that uh, teachers would do to you a long time ago because they could. Now they have to be nice to you, I guess. My sign is when I wake up and I look out the window and there's snow on the ground, then I know it's winter. Uh, the cow jumping over the moon means a warm winter by excavator guy. Somebody said about the mice trying furiously to get into your house. Um, the, this person writes, OMG, we've always had a mouse here and there. But this summer, it's been crazy in the pool, in the house. No construction stuff going on. Something's up. I wonder. These are the leading indicators that winter may be harsh. And you don't even know, need to go to school and spend all that money to get a fancy degree to realize what's happening to you. Isn't that nice? Maybe some of you had grandparents that were... 
a part of this movement where they would be able to tell something was happening by certain things. And the little caterpillar, the little caterpillar with the rings was something that my grandparents always talked about. Um, we haven't had uh, a top 10 cold winter season in 41 years at the airport. We're due. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time, and it's going to happen again. And I remember some of those legendary winters of the 1970s and 80s that were flat-out phenomenal. It would start snowing around, I don't know, Thanksgiving and never stop. Anyway, thank you for participating in that exercise. I, I truly appreciate it. Not, not all topics can be political. It's just not who we are. I'd like to think that there's more to life than just politics. I know that uh, politicians would have you believe otherwise, that they are the end-all and be-all. But uh, unfortunately, um, they're just a small part of your life. Someone said they saw a flock of sparrows heading south. Oh, no. Wait, here's one. I love when people write stuff in like this because it makes me laugh and I think how clever they are. If pigs picking up sticks— is a sign of a harsh winter, then pigs picking up bricks is a sign of the end times. How true. If you see that, please take a picture so we can get it in the weekly world news. I also wanted to talk about uh, some of the economic news that's coming out. And I know we're going to hear the Bloomberg Bunny Minute momentarily. There were two stories that caught my attention in the last two days that I think are troublesome and worrisome. And not all of your life is trouble and worry. And if you have no money at all, maybe these stories mean nothing to you because how could it possibly get any worse? Maybe you're already in a bad situation. Uh, but there is a sign that a bunch of banks might get downgraded. We saw some of this earlier in the year and people thought it was problematic, but they were some kind of miscellaneous banks out in Silicon Valley. So maybe it wasn't as worrisome. But when I tell you one that might be downgraded, you might think it's a little bit more serious. And then we'll talk about the prospect of mortgage rates hitting 8%. A worrying sign not seen since the Great Recession. Tell me something good, world. Stop with all this. 570-883-0098, 1-800-437-0098. You could use that number to call to get on the air, or you could use that number to text in your uh, your, your smart answers, which I love, by the way. I think some of the people that listen are super clever. I know I promised to talk about mortgage rates, and I promised to talk about some banks that might be in trouble. But I this just caught my fancy while I was tooling around on the Internet. Chat GPT leans liberal, according to research. <laughs> Who's surprised? Who no, no, said no one ever? Uh, a paper from UK-based researchers suggests that OpenAI's chat GPT has a liberal bias, highlighting how artificial intelligence companies are struggling to control the behavior of the bots, even as they push them out to millions of users worldwide. There's a, a great fear that uh, journalism will be taken over by these these uh, artificial intelligence entities and um, would it surprise you? So here's the joke that I made up in my head while I was reading this. Uh, scientists have uh, found out 
through research that uh, chat GPT has a liberal bias. Uh, do you know why? Well, it's because it's young. Wait till it's 30. What? There you go. Uh, monologue Monday is not today, by the way. I would be sad if it was. I like Thursday better than Monday. So there is a warning from uh, Fitch Ratings that uh, dozens of banks may be downgraded, including a, a big one, J.P. Morgan Chase. So this is a story uh, that came out yesterday. No, Tuesday. It came out Tuesday. A Fitch rating analyst warned that the U.S. banking industry has inched closer to another source of turbulence, the risk of sweeping rating downgrades on dozens of banks that might even include J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, the ratings agency cut its assessment of the industry's health in June, a move that said animal uh, went largely unnoticed because it didn't trigger downgrades. But uh, they are looking at these. And uh, I know if you're not in banking, what do you care? But uh, some banks may be in trouble because of this, which is, is often a sign of economic trouble. Not always, but often. And this is uh, one more worrisome sign. So when you hear reports about everything in the country being uh, hunky-dory, that this may be an, an indicator that maybe it's not. And on uh, the, the mortgage rate front, uh, rates could hit 8%, according to economists. And I, knew, I know people that were absolutely freaking out when they reached 7%. Uh, to have them reach 8%. Maybe uh, quite eye-opening. Now, as as we know in our lives, mortgage rates have been all over the map. If you've been around for a while, you know that uh, for a time they were double-digit, and that's just what people accept it. But things, it seemed that things cost less. But they, at that point, there were double digits. I had eight and an eighth when I bought my house. So I I, I have lived through this myself, and maybe you have too. But at the same time, the prices have escalated higher on houses. So for people to be able to afford the mortgage at an 8% rate it is certainly something that will uh, maybe give them pause to buy because it, it all adds up. Uh, the 30-year rate is at a critical stage, said uh, Lawrence Yun chief economist at the National Association of Realtors. So it's a, a psychological thing. With mortgage rates firmly above uh, 7%, ownership has become more expensive, but will the rates go higher? Three experts speaking to CBS Market Watch say if the economy continues to show signs of strength and the U.S. Federal Reserve hikes its ben benchmark interest rate, once again, rates could go to 8 which is really tough on uh, people who are buying. Not that it's going to last forever. It won't. What goes up must come down. Our old friend Howie Biederman from the Citizen's Voice said, trees don't grow to the sky. And maybe that's the case. But uh, for people who are looking to buy a house, ouch. It's 11 o'clock. Brian Hughes has the news, the weather forecast, and then we'll be back. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast.